Welcome to the Iron Society podcast, where we build men of God to become husbands and fathers that change the world. No man should have to struggle through life alone or lacking the tools they need to win and dominate life. Every week, we will bring you an inspiring and actionable conversation that will forge you into the man and leader God has called you to be. Welcome to the Iron Society. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Iron Society podcast. As always, I'm Cody Chapman here with Nick Milligan. This week, if you listen last week, he spoke in the most broken, ridiculous Spanish accent. Oh, we're bringing that back around. Yeah. yeah. Good. <laughs> you said it in the gym this morning, I, bro. I did that and, on purpose to get a rise out of you. Yeah. And I was like, I thought we were over this. <laughs> I thought we were past this. And we knew that you, of all people... I uh, don't need to be trying to talk in a Spanish accent for now. I do all right. I suppose that <laughs> depends on who you ask. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, we're super excited to continue the conversation about identity and developing what we call your identity code. Last week, we talked about the beginning part of identity, which is who you are. Uh, so we're not going to recap that, but if you want to, which you should, Go back to episode three and listen to that, because today we're going to start moving our way into talking about values. Um, We might get into protocols. We'll see. Maybe, maybe not. But today the conversation is about values, right? Because we believe your values are part of your identity, right? You have to define these things about what you value. Because if you don't define what you value, then it just, it starts to throw all kinds of things off a little bit. Sure. Because you start to pursue things that you don't value. Yep. Right? So let's maybe take a step back. Yeah. What, let's define value. What are we actually calling value? Yeah. So we'll get into the three different types of values that we teach guys and that we'll talk to you about. But I I mean, I pulled up the definition of value here on my phone. Let me get it up here. Okay. Value. There's a few different definitions that I found. First, the regard that something is held to deserve, the importance, worth, worth or usefulness of something. Hmm. Second definition, a person's principles or standards of behavior. There you go. One's judgment of what is important in life. Now, that definition of value right there, I wouldn't necessarily, like standards of behavior, I would call that our protocols. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, now, but then the next, the last definition that they had was uh, to consider someone or something to be important or beneficial, have a high opinion of. Right. Sure. I think when I think of value, it's what do I care about most? Yeah. What's what's closest? What's most near and dear to me? What are the what are the truths that I will hold fast to no matter what? What hill am I willing to die on? Yeah. And and one of the ways that we describe values. Um, and we did this in the Iron Society when we took people through developing their family code, right? What we essentially said is your, the family's mission or who they are as a family is the engine, right? And the values are the wheels on the car. It's where the rubber meets the road. Tires. The tires, right? Um, is it not rubber? Tires are rubber. Wheels are steel or aluminum. Okay, yeah. I mean, tomato, tomato. <laughs> I mean, my God. Come on. Right? It's, it's where it's like, it's the things that really drive you. Yes. Right. It's the things that go. Um, and 
the problem is, and this is, this is, I've had this discussion with people before because I, I run around with some guys on social media, mm-hmm. um, that teach other men how to do similar to what we're doing, but our framework is so different. It's so different. Yeah. And it's been in development for like, I mean, truly over a decade. Mm-hmm. It's not just like I read a couple leadership books and like, Hey, let's do this. Right. But a lot of people put vision in front of values. Okay. Right. That's what a lot of, like a lot of coaches teach. You need your vision, right? Get your vision first. Sure. And I'm like, that's the stupidest thing a guy could do. Right. And I'm a vision guy. I'm all about vision. Oh yeah. But if you put vision, and I think we might've talked a little bit about this last week, but if you put vision in front of identity or values, all of a sudden you, you get the car, you get the raise, you get the job, you get the girl, you get the career, you get whatever. And you're still empty years later. Mm-hmm. It's because your vision was not born out of and fueled by your values. Yeah. If your vision is not fueled by your values, it will always be empty. Always. I like the word fuel there. You know, going on back to the car analogy, you got the engine and tires and, you know, what's, what's driving you? And it's these values. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe, maybe that would actually fuel, be the better. You, you know. That would be the better analogy with the car is the engine is who you are. It's your identity, mm-hmm. right? The values are the fuel in the engine, mm-hmm. and really the protocols are, are, are rubber the, hits the road. Is where the rubber hits the road. Sure. So what I just said a couple minutes ago, I nixed that. I'm taking that away. <laughs> I reserve the right to adapt and change on the fly. There you go. Um, which most people have a really hard time doing, by the way. Oh, admitting that they didn't do something perfect? Yeah, like, uh, by the way, this might be a little bit of a rabbit tangent. Oh, yeah, a we're headed bit, there. But like... Do you know how many marriages would be so much better off if guys would just be okay with, like... Being wrong? Being wrong with what they said or did, like, 30, 90 seconds ago or two minutes ago? Just, Do you know how many marriages would be so much better off? Just own it. Yeah. Right? Just, yeah. like, stop the conversation when you and your wife are having an argument and be like, ah, oh, gosh, you know what? That is not correct. I said this a minute ago, and, like, man, I was really wrong or super emotional or, I, like respond in the rut. Can I just take that back for a second? Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I need to repent of that. That is yeah. really not what I meant. Yeah. You know, instead, how many marriages would be so much better off if, with that? And that's just it. Instead, we, we somehow need to have the, the, the inkling or drive or this, I don't even know what it is that causes you to somehow defend that position. Yeah. When you know, it's indefensible. Yeah. Ultimately. Well, that's actually a psychological bias. That's what mm. that is. Psychologists, because there's a lot of psychological biases. Um, which I'm excited to get to talk to some of those. Like that's one of the things I want to talk about in the Iron Society in the mm-hmm, future, mm-hmm. because most people go through life uh, completely not knowing what psychological biases are, mm. and they run your life, like run your life. Interesting. And one of these psychological biases is once you have said, and this is actually, well, this actually ties into values. And I'm thinking about it when you say something or you say you value something or you identify with something, you will defend that to make sure that one, you prove yourself right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then also to prove to everyone else that it's actually true. So that's, it's a psychological bias. But in marriage, what happens is you say something and then your psychological bias causes you to defend that post. Even though in the middle of it, you're like, I'm so wrong right now, but I got to keep defending this, right? Yeah, somehow um, convince her yes. or him that, that it's correct and it's an absolute falsehood. Yeah. yeah, but this same psychological bias is actually what makes these... It's funny how this all kind of came full circle. We 
so everyone knows we don't have notes or anything. We, we don't script. We just pressed record. Uh, but this is why identifying the types of values that we're going to talk about is so powerful because you start to give yourself the a compass that points you in the right direction with this psychological bias. Sure. Because whether you like it or not, your psychology is always working for or against you. Gotcha. These principles are just causing it to work for you, right? Sure. So when it comes to values, it's, it's the fuel in the engine, right? It's what makes the identity really push forward. With what we teach men, there are three types of values. Nicholas, can you remember them off the top of your head? Foundational, I believe. Yes. Aspirational. And then we have transformational. Yes. Foundational, aspirational, and transformational. Um, now let's break those down real quick and then we'll actually go into ours and break them down by section by section. Sure. But foundational, we say are, these are values you would take a bullet to the face for, right? Or the chest. Sure. Um, you would die for these values. Yes. Like they're so important to you that you will alter the trajectory of your life, your living to make sure that these values are defended. Yep. Right. Um, then you have aspirational values. Aspirational values are something that you see in your life as being like, you, you've got some of it there, mm -hmm. but you want to see more of it in your life, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's not there at all, and you really want to grow in that area, yep. right? So we call it a, an aspirational value because it's okay to have aspirational values. I think every man should have aspirational values absolutely of, of things that they really believe in, but they just haven't seen in their life yet. Yeah, And for most men, they just need to get to the point where they identify those things and say, hey, I really value this, um, which I'm going to bring up one of my new aspirational values in a minute. Um, but if you don't identify these areas where you want to grow in value-wise, you'll just stay stuck all the time. Sure. And you'll just be the same person for the rest of your life. Content. Yeah. And the last is transformational. This is where we say you flip the script, right? Sure. These are things where you actually see the antithesis or the opposite of this value in your life with your behavior, with your thinking, with your living. And then what you do is you find the opposite value and start to declare that you value that. Mm -hmm. uh, and when we get there, I'll, we'll talk about how guys use that and how we would recommend you use it. But let's go to foundational values. Cool. Uh, I think foundational values are actually where we see the most overlap with guys. Absolutely. Right. Because, like, my foundational values are faith, family, freedom. Yep. In that order. Yep. Right? Mine's essentially the same. We got Christ alone is the word I use yep. instead of faith. And then family and freedom. Mm -hmm. So that's, like, that's going to be 99% of most Christian men. Yes. That's going to be easily regurgitated. Yes. Absolutely. And, and rightly so. I think... Um, and, and now some people, <laughs> if any liberals are listening to this, uh, you know, podcast, which I would be shocked, um, they're like, oh, freedom, you bunch of nationalists, you good old boys, you must be wearing your MAGA hats while you're <laughs> recording this podcast oh my gosh. and you must have Trump underwear on. Um, oh, yeah. no, um, I just, I happen to believe in freedom. I believe in freedom for everybody. Um, yes, yes I am born in the greatest country in the world. I believe, um, is it flawed? I don't think anybody would argue that, yes. Um, but I do believe in freedom. And I posted something the other day that um, actually like, shook a lot of people when it came to freedom. I what had so many messages. I'll have to go back, and I, I could look on my Instagram, but I said, um, all these conservative Christians talking about that they believe in freedom, 
yet they're addicted to porn, alcohol, and all mm. these things. I was mm. like, you don't believe in freedom. Mm. You believe in the idea of freedom. Yeah. Right? It's like, you I want to- subscribe to bondage. Yes. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. You want to you wave your American flag and say you believe in freedom, but you, you know, you just, you keep, man, you're so bound at Pornhub and OnlyFans and like, you can't put down a beer for more than a couple- hours you know like, or the second pint of ice cream yeah or what you don't believe you. in freedom bro yeah, yeah. you <laughs> you believe in the image of freedom couldn't run away to be free to save your life yeah for more than two seconds yeah and and i think you know what we're seeing in culture right now with the movie the sound of freedom yeah right i haven't seen it yet i want to go see it yeah uh but i i think it's reawakening this idea that freedom is much more than um an ideal of America, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's much more than stars and stripes. Um, there is a level of freedom in different areas of life, Yep, right? Um, and so, yeah, I don't know why I just kept talking about that, but... Freedom's good. Freedom is great. Yep. But I believe in freedom in everything. Like, I want to be free from food addiction, right? Yep. I, 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 we live free from being addicted to visiting websites to look at girls boobs and people having sex yep right like we're free from all those things mm-hmm. i i mean i haven't had any alcohol and my, my god like i don't know nine months M- mainly because i can't handle alcohol just like i i for those of you who don't know my body does not process alcohol well i have the nickname eight ounce or half pint it's actually six ounce it's six ounce half, yeah. half a yeah yeah i mean i get yeah i just can't I, I i can't handle it my body doesn't like it so i just don't drink it Right. It is, it is what it is. Half poor. That half, was what it was. Half poor. Half poor. Yeah. yeah. We could tell that story some other time. Good times. But those are foundational values. Things you'd die for. Right? If a, if a gun got stuck to my head and said, do you confess or profess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? I'm like, <laughs> here I come. Here Let's I come, Lord. I'm about him. to go meet you. Yep. Right? Um, if somebody threatens my family, like I'm a relatively nice guy um, and I can be passionate and challenging and aggressive. But if you threaten anybody in my family, um, I will unleash all the hordes of hell on you. Oh, yeah. Like, and I'm not just talking about pulling my gun out. Um, I, will, I will rip your head off with my, with my damn bare hands. Yep. Um, as well as, like, people close to me that I consider family. Like, if anyone screwed with Mackenzie or Deegan mm-hmm. or Jess or you, um, I, I would be scared of what would come out of me. Yep. Right? But that's just it. Christ himself was lion and the lamb, right? 100%. Everyone sees Christ as this, you know, Jesus is love and all this. And, you know, he came as this humble, you know, which, which is absolutely true. But he laid down. He, people forget he is the warrior yeah. that commands the entire army of heaven. He's about to, he, he, he's going to come back one day riding a white horse with, with a, a sword coming out of his mouth and a, a robe sword. with a robe dipped, dipped in, in blood. blood. Like, like. That's what Revelation says, right? Like, people don't realize he set aside that and humbled himself to become a man. It says incarnate, right? He, he became flesh. Yeah. And he set aside his power, right? All his power, right? And was able to basically do that in order to be on a rescue mission. Yeah. Right? It was a very intentional rescue mission. This was, a, this was some crazy, not even psyops, but like just, you know, Green Beret, you name it, special forces guys. That that's what I kind of like in him. He was very tactical in his yes. in his move to come to Earth to rescue us. He could have brought the entire legions of armies down, but he chose to be very tactical to rescue us in that way. And it's it's amazing to me that people so are so quick to forget that 
there is this absolute lion sitting on the throne. Oh yeah. Absolute lion. And, and I think there's a time and a place for it as he's demonstrated, right? Yes. There's, he's coming, right? We don't know when it is, but he's coming back. And for us to figure out who Christ is to us is the ultimate question. Yeah. Right. Like if you haven't investigated for yourself and come to a decision, either he's the truth, the way and the light, he's, he's the King God creator, savior of the world, or he's an absolute hypocrite or a liar, right? Yep. Uh, hypocrite, crazy. Liar. He's crazy. either liar, lunatic, or lord. Lunatic. That's what it was. One about. of those three. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's only one of three conclusions and yeah. you gotta, you gotta make that up, you know, in your own head you know, decision for yourself. So backing up to my analogy there though, like, yes, God is a, is a zealous God who will defend those who he loves. Absolutely. Right. Like he, sin does not stand. He cannot be in the presence of sin. It is not possible. And so yeah. for him to flood the entire earth for say, right. Like yeah. there's judgment, there's wrath. Yep. You know, the Old Testament's full of wrath. People don't like to read the Old Testament sometimes because they're like, yep. oh, wow, God's kind of, it's kind of up there like mm-hmm. making judgment calls and ruining people and the world yeah. at times, right? Yeah. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Mess, don't mess with godly men who are getting after it and know who they are and know who and what they value and are preparing themselves to be capable to defend what's theirs. Yep. Yeah. And that's why family and obviously freedom. I mean, you and I have made decisions over the past couple of years yep. where, I mean, more or less, it was on the medical freedom side yep. of things, um, where the, the trajectory of our life dramatically shifted because we believed in this one value. Yep. Right. And, and, and I'm not here to debate, you know, all kinds of this, that, and the other thing, right? It's just, and it was our decision, right? Yep. And so where some people, some that people- was, That was the whole point. Yes. Some people were like, oh man, I'm so sorry that- you and your buddy lost being firefighters because of all this stuff that happened. I'm like, why are you sorry for me? This was my decision. Yep. Don't feel bad for me. Nope. I could have made another, another decision. Don't feel bad for me. Yep. Do not pity me. Yep. I made a decision based on my values. Mm-hmm. And every decision you have makes consequences. Mm-hmm. So don't feel bad for me. Nope. I made a values-based decision. Nope. Like, if anything, you should pat me on the back and say, way to go. Yeah. Right? Way, way to run your life. Yeah. Way to make a call and stick to it and move forward. Yeah. Don't, yep. don't feel bad for me. Okay, so that's foundational. Stuff you die for. Yep. Now, aspirational values, okay? These are values you see in your life, but you would like to see more of in your life, okay? Sure. So what are your aspirational values? I am always on the lookout for more wisdom. Okay. God knows I need it. Yep. I am trying to continue down a journey of improving my health mm-hmm. as well as my patience. Okay. I have not in the past been a very patient person, and I am still working towards improving that as well. So, which you are, are you could have blown up on some of the other day at the gas station, oh, for sure. and you, for sure, you know, you told us that <laughs> God's grace, man. I'm telling you, God's grace and goodness in my life. There's evidence, and I think that's the thing that we have to be on the lookout for is evidence of God's grace in our lives. Yeah, right. I can see evidence in growth. Doesn't mean I've arrived. Doesn't mean I've got it all figured out. But there's evidence and grace in my life shown by my either poor or good reactions. Yep. Right? I can see God working in my life just by the the actions that I take or don't take. Yeah. It's it's uh it's encouraging, you know, and there's still those days where I get super frustrated. We were in the truck the other day and I laid on the horn, which I have a slightly louder horn than normal. Yeah. Uh on somebody who was uh not 
doing what I thought they should be doing in the vehicle. Did I need to do that? Yeah. Probably not. No, you didn't. But I had, <laughs> but I, but I was not patient in that moment. Yeah. Right. Still, still working on it. Well, and when it comes to patience for you specifically, like, I think with anything like that, the thing you have to realize is it's not, it's not only God's grace, but that is you actively walking in the spirit. Oh, right? certainly. The, the scripture is very clear. Like the fruits of the spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, patience. kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Yep. Right. And so not only did you exercise patience. You also exercise self-control. Yeah. And so I, I, would, I would even encourage you to realize, like, this isn't just, like, God's grace in your life. That was you. That's what it feels like to walk in the Spirit. And you want to know, even around that scripture where it talks about that, it talks about when you walk in the Spirit, you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Mm. You, Nick's flesh wants to lay on his horn, wants to tell people what you're doing is not right, it is not just, it is not okay. Yep. I, and I want to freaking let you know. Yep. But you didn't. And you walked in the spirit. You did not gratify the desires of Nicholas's flesh, right? <laughs> um, that's what you did. You yep. walked in the spirit. No, absolutely. I think, I think grace, sometimes I, I'll, I'll sum up some of that with yeah. that word, but I think it's good to really define it yeah. better like that. So I think it is because a lot of guys, yeah. right? A lot of, a lot of people like to think like walking in the spirit is like this. Ooh, like this super woo-woo sure. weirdness, sure. right? And it's like, yeah. no, it's not. You're always in the Zen if, state. If or, you were, yeah. if you exercised more self-control and patience, that you is. just walked in the spirit, dude. Amazing. Like, oh, are you one of those weird Pentecostal charismatics now? Right, right. Like, no, nah, that's just like that's I, I we I call that naturally supernatural. Right? Sure. That's what my mentor always taught it to me as mm. naturally supernatural. I like that, right? You can you can walk in the supernatural in a totally not weird way. Yep. Right. Oh, oh, kind of weird, like Jesus did. Yep. Nuts. So my, my transformation or my aspirational values are strength, leadership, and it used to be perseverance. Okay. But now I'm changing it to prayer. Mm. Um, one of our members, and he's also one of our pastors, Gordon Braley. Shout out to Gordon Braley. What's up, buddy? I know you listen to this, Gordon. So this is a shout out to you. I have always, I have always highly admired, and I would say I value prayer. Mm -hmm. I absolutely value prayer, mm -hmm. right? But I haven't always seen it in my life the way that I want it to, Okay, right? But being around Gordon recently, um, so he came, his family came over to our house the other day, and uh, they were getting ready to go, and then they, they literally unloaded their entire family from the car and was like, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. We have this thing our family does where whenever, whenever we go over to somebody's house for the first time, we pray a blessing over their family and their property before we leave. Nice. So they, got, they unloaded their entire family, prayed with us before they left, right? Then the next day, which was Luke's birthday, we went on a short hike with them. And on like, I, it was like Sunday evening. It was a short hike. Yeah. Gordon found out it was Luke's birthday. And at the end of the hike, he was like, Hey, you know what? I, man, I believe every man of God needs, he should be prayed for on his birthday. And just right there at the trailhead, like he just, we just prayed for a couple of minutes for Luke, right? Um, and I've even been in conversations with Gordon where we're talking about something and he just, we just stop in the middle of the coffee shop. And in yep. a moment where he could say, oh, I, I'll pray for that or whatever, sure. you know, he just stops the conversation and starts praying. Yep. Right. And, I literally look at that and I'm like, that's the kind of man of prayer I want to be mm. where something's going on. Someone's talking about something. I just stop and I just start praying. Right. I like it. Or when people come over to our house for the first time, like we're going to start it tonight. 
with some people that are coming over. When people come over for the first time, we're going to start praying for them before they leave, right? I, it, it's a value. I, I value prayer. I just haven't seen it in my life the way I want to see it in my life or the way that I see it in other people's lives where I'm like, I just freaking love that, yeah. you know? Um, What's beautiful, you can interject it here in your code yeah. that you read daily, Yep. right? So you keep it on the forefront of your mind so you can be intentional with it. It's that, it's that psychological bias. Exactly. Now, as I read that every morning to myself, as I go through my day and I encounter situations, I'm, I reminded my, I, it'll be in my head. Right. I, I value prayer. And so I'll just stop, boom, and we'll just pray. Yeah. Right? Uh, because that's one of the things I want to be known for. It's like, dude, frick, if you're around Cody, you, he's just going to pray for you. He's yeah. going to pray for freaking everything. Yeah. You know? that's good. But that's aspirational values is something you want to see more of in your life. Um, and this is where, as an aside, when it comes to this and transformational values, a lot, I think a lot of men struggle with these because they have a really hard time saying they value or believe something that they don't see already in their life. Mm. So in that moment, what you're actually doing is you're believing the opposite about yourself. And you're saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold on to this other identity that is not serving me anymore because I, I could do the same thing about prayer. How can I say that I value prayer if I don't see it in my life the way that I want to see it? Right. Am I a hypocrite? No, you're not a hypocrite at that point. Sure. You're somebody that's just identifying something that you want to grow in. And so you're saying now, I'm going to believe, I'm going to say that I value this, and then I'm going to watch for the evidence of it in my life, right? Yeah, there's power in your words. There's, there's so much power in your words. And a lot of people, and this is where even on the call last night, you know, I, I, I oh God, this pisses me off so much when, because people can hear this. And depending on what vein of church you come from, mm-hmm. you can start to be like, mm-hmm. well, that's just that name it, claim it, prosperity gospel BS that's being peddled through the U.S. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah. No, it's not. And it's not some new agey this, that, or the other thing. Your words have tremendous power. Proverbs says, life and death is in the power of the tongue. James yep. says, the course of nature is set on fire by the tongue. Right? In the beginning, God created. How did he create? I was going to say. He spoke. Pretty he sure used God his words. used his words to create. Right? Yep. Words create worlds. The, the whole New Agey movement of manifestation and all this stuff, all they did was steal a biblical principle yep. and put a different label on it. Sure. And this principle has been abused in the church. Won't deny that. I think that's sometimes people's knee-jerk reaction when they, when they hear a cue, right? Oh, They're 100%. Like, Uh-oh. You know, because, because they've experienced that abuse of yeah. that health, wealth, prosperity, gospel. Yes. Hey, everybody deserves, you know, whatever it is, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, this, this, this guy, a little Joel Osteen over here? Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not Joel Osteen. But what I do know is I see things in Scripture, and I just happen to believe that they're true. Right. And, and, and could those things be abused? Sure. Anything in scripture can be abused. Yes. People abuse it all the time. I, I mean, I, I've heard people abuse suffering and trials, Yep. right? They think they're going to wake up and if they're not suffering that day somehow, then they're, they're not taking up their cross and dying daily. I'm like, no, that's a freaking abuse yes. of suffering for Christ. You're not just supposed to wake up every day and expect like, oh my God, my life's, my life should suck. If I follow Jesus, mm-hmm. if I'm not suffering and experience tremendous trials, and by the way, 
if you're an American, you really have most of us have no idea what suffering and trials Absolutely. actually is. Absolutely. If you want to, if you want to actually know what persecution, like, oh, somebody left at me because it says I went to church in my job. That's not persecution, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, chill out. Mm-hmm. Like, grow a pair, right? Um, I, I, yeah. But that's just a little side. Like, if anyone thinks that or whatever, like, I, I, whatever. But I, we just happen to believe what the Bible says, right? And don't abuse it, right? So that's that's aspirational. Then we have transformational belief or not beliefs, values. values. Transformational values. These are values that you want to flip the script of something in your life, which actually now, even as I'm looking at mine, um, I really need to change mine. I I was just thinking the same Um, exact thing. And and this is a good note that we've said it before and we'll continue to say it about the code. The code is a living document because mm-hmm. actually, as I'm looking at my transformational values, it's cool because I'd probably slide them into the aspirational now or, or possibly even. Yeah. The I've seen these increase so much in my life. Yep. Like, cause my aspirational values are adventure, integrity, and community. Transformational. Transformational. Sorry. Adventure, integrity, and community. The reason I put those in there is because I put those in there about 18 months ago when we lived in Idaho. Adventure was because we were in a place where we felt like the things we would do to adventure as a family and I would do, I just didn't have access to. Mm. And so I just want, it was just like, okay, well, what are we going to do? I'm going to stay at home all the time. And no, I put this in here to remind me, you believe in adventure. Go live an adventure with your family and your yeah. kids and your wife. Put the extra effort in to drive a little bit further or what have you. To yeah. You can get around. Yep. Integrity. Because I had, at that time, I had a work from home job where it was super easy and super common actually in the company where people would work three, four hours a day and, you know, dink around the rest of the day. And I had to, I wanted to hold myself to a higher standard. And so I put integrity in there to remind myself, I'm going to flip the script on what is common and what I feel like doing. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like doing is just going and laying on my bed, watching YouTube all the time. Right. (laughs) Uh, And then community, it was hard for us to build community where we lived. Yeah. Um, I, I love everybody we connected with, but it, 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 it is just true. It was hard to build community. And now as I look at these things, I'm like, man, I live in God's country now where like we're back adventures to adventures around every corner, adventures around every corner. It's not hard for us to get out into, I don't have that job anymore. Right. So that is that. And then community, I mean, we're living in more community in the past 60 days than we experienced in 18 months where we used to live. Yeah. Right. And so I look at these now and I'm like, I, I got to change these. Yeah. And thank God this is a living document and I can actually go in here and change these. I was going to say, I think that's the note to, to really touch on too, is it, this is a living document. Just, just remember when you go to create this for yourself for the first time, don't stress so much that you've got to have this thing perfect and really got to just, you know, dial in everything. You've just got to get something on paper and get started. Yes. Right. And then you begin to tweak over time as you see different things pop up in life in different situations and different trials and what have you, you can modify and edit this whole entire thing as you go. And as you grow, you'll need to update it as well, right? Not only as you see things that you need to improve, but as you improve things, you you may not need to have those in there per se anymore, um, for sure. Yeah. And even last night on the Iron Society call, we talked about choosing your battle and, and yeah. really calling guys to live at, at a, an, inc- an entirely different level and stop playing small. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I said was, 
one of the ways I'll know that you have chosen a big battle or a big thing to go after for the Lord is your life should look different. And I would, I would take it a step further. If your protocols and your values remain the same after you have chosen your big battle, mm. you've missed a piece of it. Sure. Right? Your values will have to shift if you are pursuing something larger. Yep. Right? Um, so those are, my, those are my transformational values. What are yours? Mine, uh, discipline was one for me. And, and that was due to a couple of reasons. You know, I used to not be a morning person. Yeah. And that was something that I really struggle with. Now, if I had to be at a job or out hunting or whatever, like getting up was no problem. But the normal day to day, it was grind for me to really get up and get going and, yep. and what have you. And so that discipline in that specific area, along with some others, it was really important for me to really hone in on that and, yeah. and begin to flip the script on that for sure. Which I would say you absolutely have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that's improved. Uh, tenfold yeah. for sure there's mornings sure. still when alarm goes off oh yeah but I, I see lay, you walk into the gym and i, I see that uh, i see the look on your face you know there's there's those mornings but but i don't think that's escapable right you you still have life is still hard right but that doesn't give you the out to hit the snooze button 100 percent, or whatever like just because you don't feel like it you know we've talked about before like Feelings are, are just that. It's just a feeling. That's not who you are. It's not who you said you'd show up as. That's not how we function. Yep. We don't function from feeling. We function from fact. Yes. Right? We make choices. Yes. Not, not based on feeling, but on fact. Yep. So, uh, stewardship is another one of mine. Uh, just really trying to uh, dial in finances. We've, you know, by God's grace, we've always been blessed and fortunate. We've always had enough. And, but it's something that I want to begin to hone in, in a way that really sets us up, uh, uh, transformationally in a sense, right. And and more legacy minded than, than the here and now. Yep. So, uh, and then consistency, which I think some people will go, well, didn't you say discipline because consistency, yes, they can go hand in hand, but again, it's, it's for different areas of life for me. Yep. Being consistent as, as a patient father, right? Mm-hmm. Being consistent as a loving husband, being consistent in those things. I, I, I think there's seasons in my past that I've done really well in, and I've done seasons in the past where I've, I've definitely looked back with some shame about even sure. potentially, right? And yeah. I've had to process that and go, okay, how do we do this more consistently? Yeah. How do we function in a way that I show up every day knowing that I poured out all that I had? Yep. And part of that for me is being consistent in other arenas like the gym, like the word, so on and so forth that helps build me consistently. So I yeah. can continue to pour out consistently. Yep. And this is, I want to point this out because you on the outside, somebody else could look at the words that you chose mm-hmm. as far as discipline and consistency mm-hmm. and ask the question, those are relatively similar, right? but this is where we encourage you to Put words in here that are meaningful to you. Sure. So when you say discipline, you have a list of things under that word that that is relevant to. When you say consistency, you have other things that go on in your mind when you say that word. Yeah. That is why the code is specific to you. Yeah. It doesn't matter what I hear when I hear you say those words. Right. What matters is what do those words mean to you? Which is why you've got to develop it for yourself. We can yes. give you a framework to work from, but you've really got to take the time and effort to really think through, pray through, 
what exactly your code is because we can't just give you one of ours and it's going to fit and work for you. Yeah. Right. It's, it's going to be somewhat meaningless in a sense. Yes. Yeah. It, yeah, it would, it would have no juice. Yeah. It have no juice Yeah. because I could give you the words, but if those words don't move you, yeah. if they're not meaningful, if they don't evoke some kind of emotion, mm-hmm. right? Because here's the deal. Emotion is just energy in motion, right? And so these words need to give you energy and evoke emotion yeah. because when they do, they will move you into action. And that's why you have to be the one to pick the words. I cannot pick the words for you. Yep. I can tell you the topic and the area you need to choose them mm-hmm. for, mm-hmm. but only you can choose those Yeah, because the words that you choose are going to spark that energy and put it into motion the, to do the actual things you need to do. Yep, I, I can't choose words like that for you. Yep. So, um, so those are values. We're not going to, ju- we're going to jump into protocols next week because we're already at like 36 minutes. One of the things I wanted to mention, and I haven't even talked to Nick about this. This is the first time he's hearing it. Dun, dun, dun. I got this idea when I was driving to Boise the other day. What we're going to do is in a few weeks, because this podcast will come out in two weeks, not this coming week, but the week after, we're going to be putting a three-day identity code intensive on, where normally, in order to be walked through this entire process and get the framework and the worksheets and all of that to develop this, you have to join the Iron Society. But we're going to do a three-day live workshop where you, we're going to walk you through every piece of this step-by-step, step, give you the framework, give you the worksheets, so that by the end of 72 hours, you will have your entire identity code. If you can't make it to the live calls, the videos will be recorded, and they'll be on a special page where you will have lifetime access to them. Um, but we're going to do something special where you don't have to join the Iron Society to get your code done and have us walk you through the process to make sure you're doing it right. Because I'm sure there's some people listening to this that are like, I hear everything you're saying, and I, I know you're telling me everything, but I just, I just need to be walked through the process. Sure. So we're going to walk everybody through the process. Um, and I don't know how much it's going to cost yet. It's not going to be very much, like I, maybe you know, a few lattes or something. Uh, but we're going to walk you through the process. That's going to be in a few weeks. So I gotta, we'll look at the schedule and figure it out. Um, but we'll walk you through this, and you will be able to have this. Because, listen... If you never join the Iron Society, but if you get your friggin' code, I think that's a win. Yeah. I think that's a huge win. And maybe after, doing the, maybe after doing the code, you're like, holy crap, I need to be surrounded by other guys that have their code done and that will challenge me, inspire me, and spur me on and take it to the next level. That would be wise. Yeah. But we'll just start where we're going to help you identify your code. Uh, and maybe next week I'll have that more dialed in and we'll have maybe some promotions going on on Instagram and cool. all that stuff. But I think that'd be a win. Anyways, that's it, dude. Check. I think we finished values. Too easy. So next week, we'll talk about protocols. This is where, this is where. We'll spend some time here. We'll spend some time here. We'll, we'll cruise through it. But this is honestly where between even our, our protocols, because I've had my code for so long and I've customized my protocol so much. Yeah. You will see a massive delineation between my protocols and Nick's protocols or even my protocols and anyone else in the Iron Society, yeah. because I have manipulated mine so much. But what we'll do is we'll give them, we'll give everybody the framework that we give people in the Iron Society Check. for like those topics. Uh, I love the protocol section. Mm-hmm. I feel like 
when I hear guys read the protocols, I, when I hear guys read their entire code, I get the goosey bumpies, you know? <laughs> um, but when I hear people talk like through their protocols, I want to, I want to grab a squirt gun and charge hell. Like that's what I, <laughs> that's what I want to do. How about a, how about a deuce and a half? Let's, yeah. let's step <laughs> yeah. it up a little bit. Let's go. <laughs> so anyways, uh, really appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Looking forward to talking to you guys about protocols next week. And as always, if you are looking for a community of men that are going to challenge you, encourage you, spur you on, if you want to become the man of God, husband and father that God has created you to be, you need to get your butt into the Iron Society. Um, it's, it's just what you need to do. So you can reach out on social media. You can email me, Cody at ironsociety.co, or you can just visit the website and there's some stuff there you could fill out. So, but we'd love to have you inside. Perfect. Any last thoughts from you? Dialing in those values, I think for most men is so transformational. Yeah. I think, I think this, because it's the shortest little section in the code. Yep. I think for some guys, they'll look at this and go, oh, I'll just throw a few things together. They could. Yep. Right. But if you actually take the time to chew on this little section, huge, huge impact. Yeah. So I just want to, I, I would encourage any guys who are thinking about doing this and, and end up doing it. Uh, I would just encourage you to really take some time and think through this one and, and especially the transformational stuff. Yeah. And even the aspirational, like really put some time and prayer into those because you could take the easy road yep. on those. Yeah. Or you could actually get, really serious and really sharpen your sword and really cause some huge impact in not only your life, but those that you say you value those around you, those closest to you in their lives as well. Yeah. And I think, I think that's what they they need from you. I know that's what they need from you. Yeah. So I just want to encourage any guys listening out there to really have that in mind. Have those that you do value in mind, those that you hold closest to your heart, have them in mind when you're looking at how you should be showing up. Yep. How you, what you should be valuing better. Yep. Yeah. And I, I just think, like, with the values, keeping the people in mind that believe in you, mm. right? Mm-hmm. I think it is one of the greatest travesties that every man has a lot of people that believe in him. And often the way that that man lives his life lets those people down. Not like physically lets them down, like let them down, let them down, like didn't show up. But I think a lot of people look at all these different men and think, oh my gosh, like there's so much potential in you and all that. And when you choose to not define who you are, what you believe and how you'll show up, you just don't honor other people's belief in you. And taking that to the, you know, to the extreme, I think God, the Father, believes in his kids so much. And for us to live lives, this is what we were talking about last night on the call, but for us to live small lives yeah. or unintentional lives, it just smacks God in the face. And it's like, hey, I appreciate that you believe in me, that you died for me, that your spirit lives in me, but I'm going to choose to live small. I'm going to choose to live unintentionally and without purpose and without defining exactly who I am, what I believe in, and how I'll show up in the midst of a, a, a heavenly father that believes in you so much. 
makes me think of the parable of the talents, right? Oh, yeah. The one guy just hit him. Yep. I mean, I think that's what the majority of men do. Yep. Like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have these talents, but I'm not going to use them. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go create more with them. I'm just going to play it safe, play it conservative, and not be the loser. You know, like, I didn't lose them. Yep. But instead, you know, it says he came back and was like, you, you did what? Yeah. Oh, let me just take those and give them to the guy that actually got after it. Yeah. When I've heard even some guys say, like, I'm, just, I'm, a, I'm a two-talent guy. Mm. Right? And I'm like, who told you that? Yeah. Who told you that? Why are you believing that? Yeah. And, and, and what, who tricked you into, where did you, did you see a sign somewhere that said that so-and-so with your name on it, like, is a two-talent individual? Mm-hmm. Like, who told you that? Who lied to you? Mm-hmm. Right? And some guys, well, I, I think all guys are 10-talent guys. They just haven't uncovered it. Mm-hmm. Because they've, they've been tricked into thinking they're two-talent guys, and this is what I do. So I'm going to be the penis in the paycheck, right? That, those are my two talents. I'm always going to laugh when you say that. <laughs> Funny story last night when I mentioned that, because I mentioned it on the call. Apparently, my boys were sitting by the door, and they heard me say it, and they started cracking up. And Stephanie is like, get away from the door. I don't know what your dad's talking about right now. but you, Yeah. Well, my boys know exactly what I was talking about, you know. Um, but they thought it was funny. Like, you said oh, penis on the call. And if you have no idea what we're talking about, go back and listen to last week. Last week. It was week? last yeah, week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So number three. Oh, no. It might two. have been episode two. Was it two? I, I don't know. Just listen to the first three. You'll yeah. catch it in there somewhere. Just subscribe and you're good to go. Yeah. You won't miss any of the good stuff. Yeah. All right. Anyways, y'all, thanks for listening. Don't forget, subscribe. Go leave one of those five-star five. If I can talk reservations, reservations, <laughs> go leave a five star rating and review. Um, if you believe we deserve it, um, you know, I don't I try to get something I don't deserve. I think we're worth five stars. Personally, I think I'm worth 10 stars. <laughs> but, you know, Apple doesn't give that option because they've never had the Iron Society. Pod- well, actually, they have. They've had two other versions of the Iron Society not, podcast. Not the yeah. Iron Society. Anyways, subscribe, go rate and review. And uh, we will talk to you guys next week when we start talking about protocols. We'll talk to you later. Out. Hey, one thing before you go, if you got any value out of today's episode, we would so appreciate a five-star rating and review wherever you are listening to this podcast, as well as, hey, take a picture with your phone of you listening, take a screenshot and post it to social media. Go ahead and tag me at Cody Chapman, and you can tag Nick as well at the Nick Milligan. Also, if you want to learn more about the Iron Society, you can head on over to ironsociety.co to learn more. We'll see you next week.